Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The Frames Per Second Podcast. So how was uh, the block party by the way? It was dope. It almost killed me, but I did that shit. But you said you had to talk to me about something? Yeah. What is it? What's going on? It's your boy, Nikki Duce, a.k.a. Mr. No Disrespect. And you're now tuned in to the Frames Per Second podcast. Uh, in this episode, we are continuing on our weekly reviews of the hit HBO series Insecure. And this episode will be recapping episode eight titled Low-Key Happy. And we are happy to have this guest on again, um, <laughs> Tyler from Dead End Gaming. How you doing? What up? Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you coming through. Um, yeah, so let's just get into the episode. Uh, from what I was seeing before I even watched the episode, a lot of people on social media, um, when they weren't talking about the other main serious shit going on in the world right now, they were actually talking about how good this episode was. So I was wanting to get y'all thoughts on this episode. This is probably my favorite episode. I think I concur. I think um, even though like it was a little predictable and even though I can see people thinking it was corny, like I, I love their chemistry together and it just made me smile. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I fucks with it. Um, I think I'm, and I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't think we've never seen Issa and Lawrence with this type of chemistry before. Because you know, in season one, it was just like, oh yeah, nigga, you on the couch and you trying to get your life together, and like it was like we saw them at the tail end of the relationship ending. So like, even though it technically like not a relationship, but like to see them kind of like rekindle maybe old things that we didn't see before the show start, you know, just kind of give you that imagination that like how it was before it got to where it got to when the show first started. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it, I thought it was pretty dope. So yeah, this, this was definitely a, um, a dope episode. Yeah. We never seen them in the good times. Right. And I, and, and, I, and I feel like we got a glimpse of that. You know what I'm saying? So I thought, which was cool. I thought that was good to see. what you think, Mike? Um, I agree. Uh, this was probably um, my favorite episode. I'm actually surprised by everybody else's response. I thought everyone else was going to hate it. But um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I, um, yeah, it, it, it was, I think it was my favorite episode of the series. I mean, actually. So, um, so I loved it. I loved it a lot. So much. I watched it twice. Back to back. Damn. I did. And I never do that. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, serious. That's that's man. That's that's a statement. Tyler, yeah. do you do you agree with that statement? I was fucking disgusted, like for most of it, and so I can tell since I'm like the one dissenting voice that this is about to be an interesting uh episode for me. This episode of Frames for a Second, I mean, for me, since I'm like the only one that's like not on that same page. Um, I liked the writing. I feel like, because Natasha Rockwell wrote this episode, and I feel like she did a really good job. Like, there were a lot of funny moments in it. 
and the cinematography was fucking incredible. Uh, Kira Kelly was the DP on this, and she's the bomb. She uh, also did Ava DuVernay's 13th, and she did, um, she did like a bunch of those. She's one of like the only like black female DPs that, or I don't want to say one of the, um, but one of the only ones that you really see like regularly getting stuff in, you know, Hollywood and stuff like that. She killed it. There was like some really beautiful shots in here. So writing, cinematography, art design, all of that were bomb. But I just, Lawrence irritates my entire fucking soul. And like, while there were aspects of it, because at the beginning of the episode, I was like all about it, right? But as soon as fucking Gondola started texting him and I was like, oh, this is why I don't fuck with Lawrence. Because like, and we can come back around to that later, but I was just, I was irritated. It just reminded me of when old girl said to Lawrence, like, a couple seasons ago, she was like, you a fuck nigga. In fact, you even worse than a fuck nigga. You a fuck nigga that thinks you a good dude. And I thought about that, like, when I was watching it, and I was just, like, I was, ugh. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I, I mean... I think I'm half and half. I agree with everything, Tyler. Like, what you said about the episode, I think it it kind of forces people to say this is a beautiful episode. This is great. Um, but I'm going to keep the same energy as, as I've been. I do not want to see Issa and Lawrence get back together. So the way that this episode went kind of made me want to be like, this makes no sense as far as why they, why would happen happen. Um, and so maybe me and Ty, I don't know, maybe Tyler, I'm, I'm going to your point, but for me, that's what it was. It was just more about, how this went about. Um, but yeah, let's get into the episode. I really thought this was about to be like Tyler versus everybody <laughs> today. Yeah, we're, we're I, about, I can't see everybody's world. face too, huh? I said like my world. That's how I feel a lot of times. Look at my face. <laughs> I can't see everybody's face. It's driving me crazy. I'm about to figure I mean, I'm about to pull this up on my phone or something. Cause this ain't you're, you're, be- you're better off not seeing our faces right now. <laughs> <laughs> So the episode starts off with Lawrence waiting on Issa at a, uh, I, I think a nice restaurant, nice bar, and <laughs> you, he was he was waiting like somebody on their first date. Like, <laughs> did y'all get that same feeling? Like he was like very eager and like dumb excited to see Issa again, especially coming back from uh, San Francisco that we figure out last week. What What are you asking again? Did you feel the tension uh, with with Lawrence, like the anticipation of of their date? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's checking his breath. I mean, yeah. I think it showed me that, you know, I was, um, that they're both, like, awkward and, and weird, you know, with him almost choking on the damn breath mint. And then, of course, what happened with Issa. So that's what I got from that. It was like they're almost similar in in their own sort of way. Hmm. I agree. I mean, granted, you did get that it's like he was a little, it, he did have a nervous energy, but I got more so that they're both the same kind of awkward. It just kind of, to Brandon's point, it reminded you why they were together in the first place. They just get each other. Mm. That's what I was going to ask B. Like, have you ever fell on your face like that before? <laughs> like how Issa did? I mean, not on a date. Uh, but I'm yeah. I think I think we all bust our ass at one point in, in our life, but just not on not in the date, not in the atmosphere like that. Like I've never just bust bust my ass like on a date. 
like that. So no, I'm too cool for that shit. At least. No, <laughs> tell him B. Say I'm too smooth to be embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? Man, I busted my ass trying to talk to a girl one time in the winter. But that's another. That's another story for another day. Sucks, sucks, sucks to be you, Nick. <laughs> I related to Issa. All right? I relate to Issa a lot. <laughs> um, did y'all? The the beginning of this episode, I felt like kind of set the theme as far as <clears throat> them being different. <clears throat> Hold on, Mike. I'm getting to you. I'm no, you wasn't. You, you forgot, like you always do. That's I was. Okay, I was going to hit you with another question, Mike. It's okay, Nick. Yeah. It's yeah, okay. Can you let me Steve Harvey and host real quick? <laughs> what I was getting to is that the beginning episode, it set the theme of like them being kind of the same, but different. So that's why like, Mike, I was going to ask you when Lawrence tried to order Issa that drink and instead of like whiskey, she, she's like, I'm trying, I try something new. It's got vodka now. Did this describe their relationship as far as what it is right now? Is it, so it's familiar yet. It's a little different. Well, 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 well goddamn, Nick. No, I, that's deep. I did not think of that. Oh. I'm gonna say you're right because, damn. All right, man. Yeah, you got me there, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. That makes sense. I just thought she just was drinking something different. I never put that much thought into that part. Oh. Man. No, you didn't either. Yeah. Nick have this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you can just continue making me feel stupid. Either one, whatever makes y'all feel better. Damn, that was deep, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so I was the only one that didn't think about that? Okay, that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. All right. Tyler, you want to save him real quick? <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Uh, you're not. You're not the only one, Mike. My man, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, what did you think about like the beginning of the setting of like this episode and how they were communicating like early on? As far as I feel like they were kind of trying each other out. Um, I definitely, yeah, I fucked with the beginning of the episode really, really heavy. And I felt like that was just really mature of them and kind of demonstrated. It was like demonstrative of a maturity that you hadn't really seen before in either of them, especially when you consider like how the relationship ended in the first place. Like maybe if they had been, maybe if they had communicated all of this stuff, then, then things wouldn't have went down the way that they did and they would have stayed together or, you know, like Issa wouldn't have cheated or things wouldn't have went the way that they did if they had talked about all of that and sometimes it's difficult for people to do that in the moment sometimes you gotta like walk away from it and like look back and see the ways that you fucked up or see the ways that you could have been better once you're again like mature enough to see the mistakes that you made so like that was really really dope and especially because communication has been such a big thing during this season um I really enjoyed seeing the way that they like communicated in a really healthy way. Right, you were saying uh me and you had the same point as far as the question I had to Mike. Would you uh care to elaborate on that? Hmm. You talking about the drink thing? Hmm. You talking about the drink thing? Well just more about just like I don't know, it felt like it felt like they were trying to uh 
really emphasize that Lawrence is trying to win her back. Yet, because of the time between them, things have changed a little bit. And he's having to kind of relearn Issa. I don't think he's trying to – yeah, I didn't get that. I don't think he's trying to win her back. I think he just, you know, you know, kind of see 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 where they stand, like where they are and like just kind of catch up and see if it, if it's even like a spark there. I don't think it's a win back thing. I think it's just a – you know, I've been thinking about you. Want to know if you're thinking about me? If you are, let's hang out. I don't even think that he went into the into meeting with them to see if there was a spark or to see if anything could be rekindled. I think that the conversation he had with Gorgonzola just really made him think about <laughs> I can't stand her. I swear I can't stand her after this episode. But I, I think that it really got him to thinking about like where did we fuck up? And I think especially if you have uh, when you end a relationship, especially in the manner in which there is ended, as you reflect on it, it's like even for the next relationship, where did I go wrong? Where did you go wrong? What should I have done different so that I don't make the same mistakes? I don't necessarily think he was saying I want to see where this can go as much as should I have kept? Should I have tried tried harder? Should I have done things different? I don't. I just didn't get the. I'm trying to see what's up with you. I don't know. His faces were saying different. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was. B, what was you? He was like, like, yeah, girl, <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, right? That's what, that's what I was. That's what I was saying because, like, he was trying to. He was trying to get in the. He was trying to feel the room. Yeah, he try- yeah. Ah, from the faces. I get what you're saying as yeah. far as like the conversation, but the faces were saying something slightly different. So it was almost like mixed mess- messages in a sense, honestly. Hmm. Mixed you think- messages. To- Can we just put a pin in that and come back to that later? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Did you think he was trying to win her back, like from the jump, or do you think it was more like how Nay was saying, like? He's just trying to learn from his mistakes. Yeah, I don't think he was trying. Yeah, I agree with Nate. I don't think he was trying to win her back. It was almost damn near felt like some type of closure, or or at least at least I want to know how this situation got to where it was before with us because we never because you know after they you know broke up and stuff you know then they had that, that falling out in front of dinner where he caught her hoe and all that shit. So it's just like they never really had a chance to like really. Well, wait a minute. I'll take that back. Yes, they did when it was in that kitchen at her old place. Yeah, that was a good scene. Not when yeah, I forgot about that. That was like my favorite episode. But I don't think he was trying to win her. But, I mean, yeah, I agree with Nate. I don't think he was trying to win her back. I just think he was just kind of filling out the just the conversation and seeing how it goes because he seemed like he was a little nervous. He was, You could tell he was tense and awkward before before they was going to meet up. So, yeah, I think it was just, you know, he was just filling out the room. I don't think he was trying well, to win her back. Outside of the winner back thing, more so what I was saying is just trying to like fill out the relationship, fill out like where they are and stuff. You don't feel like that either. I mean, yeah, based off that conversation they were having, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I was saying he did the breath mint thing, the way he was looking at her. I don't know. It's just some of those mannerisms kind of lended towards, hmm, I wonder, I wonder if this could work again. Mm-hmm. Mike, do you think it was on Lawrence to be the one in the like the to be the seeker for this because of how things ended between them like he has to be the one initiated do you think Issa would have liked to have been in a position to reach out and do something like this but she was just like I don't know where he stands with me 
I think she should have probably been the one to reach out, but I don't think it was on Lawrence to to do that. Um, I'm glad he did, though, um, because I I do want to say real quickly that I do agree 100% with Rod. I definitely think he walked in there and his intention was to see if there was some sort of spark still there. Otherwise, why are you popping mints? Why are you doing all this stuff? You could tell, like, I hate to just echo what Rod just said, but you could tell by the way they made him look at her. Like, they were trying to convey that message, like, yo, I'm still kind of into this girl. I kind of want to see if she's still into me. And if we're into each other, then maybe we can make this happen again. But no, I don't think it was on Lawrence to to reach out. But I think it was cool that they made him the bigger man and just be like, hey, you know, I know it ended badly, but and I know a lot of it was on me. But, you know, what could I have done to do better? So I did like that. But are we already at the part where they're at the other bar? Did we already get not, there? Not yet. I, the not yet. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got one more question. Uh, and this is, I think, going with Tyler and Ken, maybe, as far as the mixed messaging for this episode. It started early for me. Um, he's, he, Lawrence tells Issa that he couldn't make it to the block party. We find out why he couldn't go to the block party because he was in San Fran interviewing for different job positions. Because obviously we know his job isn't looking too good right now. Um, so he came back, and it seems like this is one of the first interactions he's had with Issa since he came back. And he pretty much set up the episode saying, like, he doesn't want to be afraid to move on from shit. I think that's one of, like what he said as far as, like, when she was asking, are you thinking about leaving? And to me, it was just – I thought it was more about him setting it up for, like – a. a Part two kind of closure would be was leading to, but the way this episode went, it just sounded like, why would you even say that if you're going to do the same shit that you used to be doing? I think that's um, why I felt like it, his intention wasn't to see what was up. I feel like it was just, I, the way it went, I feel like he intended to just have a conversation, but the chemistry between the two of them is so strong and it's like, oh, he felt the spark. Not so much going for looking for the spark. So the fact that he, yeah, he was saying, you know, I'm just trying to not be afraid to move on from shit. And some of the other little things that he dropped here and there is like, I don't think that was his intention. And then his text messages were, oh, girl, I don't think his intention was to go in looking for something with Issa. But can I point out something real quick, though? Like, around the same time when they were having that conversation, like, she said, oh, I heard about you in Gondola. I'm really sorry to hear that. And he was like, oh, we don't have to talk about that or something like that. If at that point, like, at that point, if they were still talking and he was possibly about to meet up with her later that night, why did he act like they were still broken up? That doesn't seem like dishonest, y'all. Or, like, sending these messages or, like, cause you to question why. If y'all don't think he was trying to get back with Issa or trying to, like, take the night a certain way, then why, why admit that? So I don't think that it was it was dishonest because I sincerely don't think anything is going on between the two of them. I think they that they broke up and they're not at a place yet where they're back officially together. They're just maybe trying to see what's up or they may be getting back cool. Who knows? I really that's why I say I don't like Gondola because I feel like it was more so on her. I almost felt like she was pressing the situation. She wants to see him tonight. He said he's busy. Now he called. Bitch, leave him alone. He said he's busy. 
Like I, I, I didn't feel like it was on him. I felt like Morris handled that appropriately. And I and shout out to Issa for for being forward about what she thought about like when she saw the text message. Like she was very forthcoming with, so what's up with y'all? And he, I feel like he was honest. Like I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. He's talking. It is, you know, I don't know. But so he didn't, I didn't say he was busy. He said he would let her know. He said, I might be able to tonight. I'll let you know. He I'll didn't say, no, nah, huh? He said, I'll hit you when, when I'm done. Right, which is yeah. kind of like open-ended. Like, uh, he basically, yeah, I'll let you know. Right. And which is why he then called her from the porch while Issa was in the bathroom. And I know I'm skipping ahead. But like, and then said, oh, I'm wrapping up now. Like. But, but to be fair, <laughs> If 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 you text me talking about hey you know can we meet up tonight and I say well I'm out right now I'll let you know when I'm done don't 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 fucking call me I <laughs> I will let you know I don't disagree with that I I don't disagree with that like I feel like she was being like and like I said I know we're jumping ahead a little bit like I don't think yeah calling when somebody says I'll let you know is kind of like you're doing too much like if I tell somebody that I'll let them know and they call me I will also be very annoyed by that Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I'm just trying to like kind of point out the inconsistencies or the places where I felt like Lauren was on some like Lauren Lawrence was on some fuck shit throughout the episode so (laughs) I will come back around I just wanted to plant that because we were talking about like that part of the um the episode when they were talking about the trip to San Francisco because that was around the first time that he wasn't really like being forthcoming with information about what was going on. Yeah, I felt like he was he was pretty open about what was going on. I mean, he didn't necessarily have to tell say who that was on the phone or who he was talking to or who he was texting, but he it seemed like he had no problem um, giving that information. And you know. I don't know. It, it didn't seem like he was trying to hide anything or try to set two things up at once. It was just kind of both of them was kind of open, open field. <laughs> She's super hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so all right, let's move on. Um, like y'all said, Cabbage Patch texted Lawrence, and then that's when Issa <laughs> talked about the whole break. Uh, Issa asked him that she knew about the breakup as well. And he was kind of walking around eggshells on that. Um, but then we also get hit with another thing as far as, like, he brings up Molly as far as, like, seeing her at the airport. And Issa was like, yeah, I really don't fuck with her no more. And he t- took it as a joke, but she was dead ass. Um, I like how they threw that in there. But she didn't really elaborate on that situation either. So I liked how both of them were kind of holding up their cards a little bit as far as I ain't, really, I ain't ready to touch this yet, just yet. Uh, and then that's when we find out that Lizzo drives out a lot more people than I expected, and the bar <laughs> got too crowded, so they ended up dipping and leaving. And basically, this is where I figured out that uh, they was gonna bump uglies by the end of this episode. Just them at, outside waiting on the next spot, and the, the conversations that were going on. It, it just it just felt like all right, this is gonna end exactly how most fans probably want this. Um, what did y'all think about that lift ride, though? That's Mike has it. his hand raised. What's up? You have to call on me, Nick. That's the way this works. <laughs> What's up, Mike? I just want to say real quick that you you skipped over the absolute funniest moment funniest, but in the episode Damn. when that bartender said, your drink is free <laughs> your ass. I fucking belly laughed. <laughs> For a long ass time. Like, nobody remember that. <laughs> exactly what it was that was funny, but the way he said it, 
He's like, oh, yeah, your drink is free because you busted your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I was fucking hollering. Was it was she was like everybody forgot about that. Apparently that was yeah. an improv line that wasn't actually in the script because Natasha Rockwell tweeted about how that made her laugh out loud during the first take. So that oh, was wow. What wasn't that. the what wasn't the um everybody was, forgot um, about that? Oh, that's funny. That scene made, like, I told Roderick, I was like, this scene with Issa makes me so mad at Lovebirds, because it's like, (laughs) she's so good in this space. I want her to be this good in everything else she does, but it's just, I think it's just written very much for her personality, that, the the way they, even with Lawrence's, like, sense of humor, the way they bounced off of each other in this episode was really dope. Like, when she fell, and he meant now, he's like, you need a minute, she's like, yeah, he's like, all right. (laughs) they just bounce off of each other so well and I think it really set up the chemistry for the rest of the other episode really well I actually thought about Lovebirds too like during that like whole thing and how much you know yeah better their interaction was and how because I was thinking about we were talking about whether or not Issa is funny or you know basically and like especially finding out that she improv that line it's like okay she can be funny or she can do like in this certain space or when she has the ability to do that within her character and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Can, that um, review is out, by the way, if you guys want to go watch it and listen to it. What's out? Mm-hmm. Oh, the Lovebirds review is out for everybody listening if you want to go listen to the review. Great luck. <laughs> Ken, what did you think about the uh, lift ride? The conversations that was that was had in that car? Uh, it was cool. Um, like you could kind of tell, I thought the driver was actually funny. Typical old lady, um, flashing of the light, uh, revealing in, in some aspects with, with Lawrence talking about, you know, he actually bought a ring, you know, Issa saying that they're from Alaska and the climate change and all of that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I thought it was cool. I, I think it definitely, you know, gave, a talking point for the discussion that they had later on at, at that, that restaurant that they were at. So, but it was, it was, I enjoyed that scene. Other than the talking point of the ring, I didn't really get, it it just seemed like one of those scenes they tend to throw in that isn't really necessary. And I was just waiting for that driver to be like Felicia Rashad or Cheryl Lee Ralph or something. (laughs) with the other episodes I just knew she was gonna be somebody from a 90s sitcom but um I think I did like again like Issa in that scene that scene when she was like oh my god no like that just that was so me like I was like please shut up like it just <laughs> yeah but, but other than that I didn't really see the point of it she seemed a little extra to me mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it I think it 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 supported the supported the uh, episode it worked better than a lot of other scenes that they've tried this season. Jesus That's Christ. True. That's real. And yeah, I thought it was really funny. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about like Natasha Rockwell writing this episode because I feel like the moments that were supposed to be funny were actually funny and didn't feel as forced as some of the other stuff, like the old dude that she drove to his son's house and all of that. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't seem like the humor was as forced. Right. What you think about that scene, Mike? <laughs> I loved that scene. I thought it was hilarious. I thought the whole scene was hilarious when the driver was extra, but I've actually been in a couple Ubers. It seems like whenever it's an old black woman, it's the same shit. It's just like that. They keep asking you fucking questions. And even if you don't want to talk, they're like, 
they make you talk. I can't stand. I don't like talking to strangers. I'd rather you just drive. But when she was when the the, the driver was like, "Well, where are you from?" and she's like, "Alaska." Like ba- basically try to get her to like shut the fuck up and leave me alone, and it didn't work. She's like, "Oh, I bet it's really cold up there." <laughs> For some reason, that shit just cracked me up. I thought that was really done well, and I think the scene did have a a bit of a purpose cuz it kind of still was playing off of that whole thing of how how well Lawrence and Issa get along and how they know each other so well. So I thought it was really well done. Even when he was fucking with her before he called the lift, because he called her first (coughs) or he called her. That was funny. funny. Yeah, that shit was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever wrote that last episode should be embarrassed because it's like, God damn, after you did that whack-ass, bullshit-ass episode. (laughs) The writing on this one is so – I'm sorry. What would you say, Nay? Molly Andrew episode. Yes, mm-hmm. that garbage. Like, this one is written so much better. Yes. Like, this person that wrote this episode may have written the last one. It could have been a lot better. You know who wrote it, who wrote it right? Kelly. Kelly. Wait, what? It's Kelly. Kelly. Oh, the writer's name is Kelly? I mean, it's... No, the, one, the actress who plays Kelly, yeah. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Wow. Yeah, she's a writer. She's wrote some other yeah, episodes before, that. too. Oh, why you didn't say all that, Tyler, when you was going through about who this woman is? You never would have said, <laughs> by the way, guys, it's Kelly. Did you think we just knew that? She well, said it last, like last time. Knew it. Shut up, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, Mike, this episode like, re- like really just kind of reiterated how little chemistry Molly and Andrew had. As much as I like Andrew last episode, it's like, damn, they really don't have no chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This episode was just pure chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when they pull up to the uh, the new spot where they find out, well, I think it was a spot that they were supposed to go together, like a Mexican joint, I think, um, back when they were dating. So it was kind of interesting that Lawrence chose that spot to go to, kind of just try to, I guess, set the tone and set the mood even more. Uh, we find out that Issa was the one. She already been there and ate there and stuff. Um, but I, what I wanted to get to, B, and I wanted to ask you this, when they got to, like, the front and they were waiting on their table, and I think Lawrence was saying, like, look, let's just, like, quit tiptoeing around shit. We know each other too well. Did you think, like, oh, shit, we really going to get into, like, a really good-ass conversation, like, right after he said that? I mean, yeah. I mean, what they was going to talk about, sports and lollygag or something? I mean, I'm pretty sure it was about to get – it was about to be on some serious – on some serious shit. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure he was going to mention – I didn't know he was going to mention, like, the past past, but it was just more so, like, yeah, what's been going on with you lately, uh, whatever, whatever. But, I mean, I, I knew it was going to be something of that line of a serious conversation. I, you know, I didn't think it was going to be them joking and laughing and geeky, kiki, kiki, kaka, nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought it was really, like, dope how they brought that up because, like, Lawrence kept kind of, like, stalling. And he was like, no, you wanted to tell me something? Like, Mm-hmm. And then when they were ordering and uh, Lawrence was like, oh, that was really impressive how you ordered. And she was like, why don't you impress me with what you want to tell me? Like, <laughs> I just thought the way that was yeah. written was funny and how, like, that whole dynamic of her keep being like, so, what's up? Mm-hmm. So, what's up? And, yeah. Sound like you like this episode, Ty. I, know, right? I said at the beginning, the first thing I said was that I liked, I really fucked heavy with the beginning of the episode, and then like it's so, and I honestly, and we we'll, we can again come back around to this later, but the more that I think about it, I really feel like that was done intentionally. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the way that it was written and the way that it was directed 
was like it was intentional to like put some of those things into question because like the first part of the episode like why is it that the whole like gondola thing was introduced at the moment that it was you know like because that's to me what felt like dishonest about it that like Issa went to the bathroom and now he's on the phone texting another chick you know what I'm saying like that was I feel like that was done to kind of put some of those things in question so I and I like like I said I always like scroll through Twitter after the end of episodes and like see what other people were saying and I know that there were other people saying the same thing that I was saying I'm like yo dude what the fuck so I say all that to say that like yeah the first part of the episode was fantastic and I was like all about it and I was even starting to be like oh maybe I do want to see Lawrence and Issa back together and as soon as that happened I was like yep this is why I don't fuck with Lawrence I forgot I forgot that fast so, so real quick, like in the first seasons, yeah, first season, you you were one of the people that didn't really like Lawrence. Um, it's hard for me to remember because that was like a good couple of years ago. I remember like not liking certain aspects of like the ways that he would absolve himself or responsibility for what was happening in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember not liking him like at the end of the season when they broke up and then he was uh fucking old girl from the bank and again I feel like all of that was kind of done intentionally like I remember that being the point when I started like actively not liking him for Mm -hmm. you know because remember like all that shit that happened with her when he like left like went to her family barbecue and then dipped and didn't show back up and have her family being like yo where'd your boyfriend go you know so like around that time was when like when I remember actively not liking Lawrence and I think that when they were together, it was just more so like that I felt like he wasn't taking any responsibility for his part and like what was happening. I completely concur. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, I never liked Lawrence, but once he took responsibility at that table, and I, I'm sorry if I'm skipping ahead to that conversation, but I absolutely love their, their table talk. And once he took responsibility, I was like, okay, I like them now. <laughs> That was exactly how I felt. And then, like, three minutes later, he was on the phone texting Gondola. I was no, Gorgon. I call her something different every time, huh? What did you say? I feel like that's Gorgonzola, not Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, as Nate was saying, the, the conversation at the table was really what, like, broke the ice and, and let everything open up. Were you surprised when Lawrence asked Issa, like, what would have happened or, like, Wondering, like, if they didn't break up, what what could have been? No. He asked all of the questions and said all of the things that I wanted him to say at that table. So, no, I thought it was perfect. Um, you could tell that some of the things hurt, but he still was just like, fuck it, I'm going to keep rolling with it. You know, he accepted fault for what he needed to accept fault for. I thought it was interesting that they had him ask, like, why Daniel? Like, why did you pick him? And it even showed just how clueless that we can be sometimes in relationships where he was just like, I thought we were working on things. I thought we were doing all right. It was that bad. I think he genuinely had no idea. And I don't think that that's a testament to him being a dumbass. I think that's just a testament to how men's minds do not work the same way women's minds do. Y'all think you're telling us some shit real plain as day and our dumbass is just like, when did you say that? I don't even remember that. That never happened. Did it happen? Oh, shit. Well, sorry. But yeah, I thought that whole conversation was great. Ken, do you think that when he said, like, um, he gives up on things too easily, did you think that was justified, like, as far as, like, how he dealt with Issa throughout their relationship? 
When he asked her the question, or did he say that elsewhere? When he when he basically asked about himself, like, does he give up on things too easily? Um, I'm just thinking in terms of the the relationship. I think he he didn't realize that he still cared for her until Condola. And when she pointed that out, it, it caused him to really think about their relationship. And I think the fact that there wasn't really any closure and, and what fault did he play in it? And for me, that whole scene of him just asking all of those questions and being immensely vulnerable and accepting responsibility for his role in pushing her to Daniel, I thought was very, very mature of him. And it was the second time that I watched it that I, I, I heard it. The first time it felt like they were just having a conversation about why Daniel, what happened, here's how I was feeling based off her feedback, here's how she was feeling. She's like, damn, like you didn't want to come home. It was that bad. Him admitting that he was so down in the dumps that he almost went home. It's real fucked up when you talking about going home. And that let me know that he was in a very, very tough emotional mind state. And um, the second time I watched it, that's when I got, I was like, no, he's finally saying to himself or admitted to himself that this is all my fault. And because I played this role in doing this. I feel like I gave up too easily on this situation. And if I would have stayed in it and admitted that at the time or seen it at the time, I could have made it work. But it takes time for stuff like that to happen. Damn, that was a word. But <laughs> you, you got back. B, I wanted to ask you when he was asking about Daniel and, and how that situation happened, is that something that you would in a relationship want to know? Or would you just want to be like, let's, let's, I accept, I accept my role as far as pushing you away. I don't need to know about the other nigga though. Say that one more time. About like, yeah, like he was, I felt like he was really like focused in on the person, Daniel. That's why he kind of asked that question. Was it about Daniel or is it just like, it could have been anybody else. Is that a question that you would ask someone if you like who cheated on you? Uh oh man, damn, that's a good question. Um, I don't think I would have. Damn, that's a good ass question. Uh, I never, I ain't never thought about that. How the hell you be watching these episodes like this? I don't even be thinking this. <laughs> I be watching these fucking episodes like what the fuck. Um, I, I have to pause it a lot. That's why I like to watch it like um, the next man, day. I watch, I watch this shit one time and I just keep it moving. Um, but yeah, I never. Wow, I'm I'm like Mike now. Shit, you. You got me fucking speeches. I don't know how to answer that shit. I don't, I don't, so, so with Daniel, I, I think he was fishing to see if this was an itch she wanted to scratch. You know, why him? What was the reason you went to him? And when she answered the way she did and basically said it could have been anybody, I, that was like letting him know that, no, it wasn't that she had this this – this desire for this guy and she wanted to sleep with him just cause it was like, no nigga, it was because of you. 
And it could have been anybody that would have given me that same amount of attention at that time. You know, you could replace it with Daniel or Craig or anybody. You know, it wasn't necessarily the person. It was the situation I was in in our relationship with you. It's kind of the equivalent to when women be like, well, do you love a bitch? Like, what is it? Like, what is it? Like, is it do I need, is this like a relationship? Like, are you like serious about this particular person? Are you getting something from this person that I don't, that I can't give you? Or is this just some shit? Like, what, what is it? But just going back to Nick's questions, Ken, would you, would you ask, would you have asked that? Or have you done that? No, nah, I wouldn't ask that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. I'll be too bad. Why that bitch? <laughs> I would. I, I mean, don't want to know. I don't want to know. I mean, if we having a real talk, real discussion, yeah. I mean, I would. You know, like, yo, okay, so, I mean, you basically hitting the head, you know, touch on it head on, like going at it head on, like, yo, so, yeah, why, why, why did that happen? Why him or whatever? So, I, I, I don't, I would definitely open it up because, I mean, that's how you get to a place, right? You know what I'm saying? You got to address things. Why you, you don't want to tiptoe around that? That was the thing, right? That was the thing that ended it all. So, you know, you want to like, why did it happen? Why are you looking like that? Smiling? No, I was laughing at Zoe's tail oh. being in Mike's face and him swiping it away. <laughs> so that's what I got distracted about. But like, I do want to say that um, I just feel like it, even, even though the question was, may have been a little like, oh, I feel like it really brought something out, like the way that she responded to it. They're really kind of like, um, uh, like one of y'all was saying earlier, my bad, I don't remember who, but how they're like really um, kind of showed exactly even more like some of what the issues are. When she was like, you know, I just wanted to feel wanted or, you know, the, uh, the attention that he was giving, et cetera. So I'm glad that he asked the question that ultimately led them there yeah. to make it even clearer what happened. Mike, you asking? Uh, well, Jay said you can't hear what you don't reveal. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Mike, are you asking that question? I, I have asked that question. <clears throat> um, it's just, yeah. I mean, I want to fucking know if I'm cheated on. I want to know if it's something that you were actually desiring, or if you just felt like just fucking a random person. Who knows? But. I mean, I definitely agree with Rob that that's like a part of closure. Like, you want to know, you know, I don't need to know details like how many positions did y'all go? Like, I don't need to know all that. But I want to know, like, what made this happen? What did I do to contribute? Did I do anything to contribute? Or was there just something that you just felt like doing? Um, so, I mean, yeah, again, like I said before, all of the questions that he asked, that was shit that I wanted him to ask. And I was glad when he said, yo, what made you, what made you go to him? Right. Because when I was cheated on the one girl that I actually did have a conversation with afterwards. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Like I'm better looking than him. Like what the hell? How does work? <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know, that's when you find out that it's not even about that type of shit. It's really a lot of times it's emotional or, like with Issa, like you're just not, it's not even a physical thing. You're not giving her what she wants out of a relationship. So she's getting the certain parts with you, but then she had to go get this other part with this person. And then when she puts those two things together, I guess she thought in her mind that that was going to make her one whole happy person, but then it just kind of fucked her whole world up. But 
Yeah, definitely. I would definitely ask that question. And what she say, moment of, it created a moment of weakness. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like she she getting away with all this. I'm sorry. I feel like she just getting away with just cheating, and it's now Ken talking about Lawrence is taking full blame and responsibility for it. He didn't take full like, blame. Hey, yeah, I was going to say that. No, Wait, sorry, I forgot. I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to disagree with you, Nick, because apparently Reddit thinks I hate you. Yeah, oh. no. <laughs> Mike, don't play. Mike, don't play games. You know we beefing on. In the I'm street saying, I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll shut up when you talk, sir. So crazy. We went through the same thing. People thought me and Mike hated each other. It was the weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember um um yeah, Ken did say that. Like, I don't I don't think he took all the blame either. No, he's, I think the fact that he opened, he was he initiated it. He started by saying he understands that where he was was part of the problem. So he did take responsibility for his part in it, which then allowed Issa the ability and the and the comfort to say, yeah, well, I fucked up too, so my bad. Yeah. It was a really civil conversation. That's awesome. Like, even the part when he was like, it, you kind of wanted to blow it up or whatever. Even that was oh, civil. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that... Yeah, yeah, right. So that part was him trying not to accept the blame. Like, he tried to push it back on her. And he was mm-hmm. like, well, you had to want to blow it up, right? And she was like, nah, 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 nah. He was like, god damn. I don't agree. I think it was more so because the thing that I loved about the conversation was that he never negated her feelings. He never, yeah. like, argued how she felt. And I think that was his way of, like, defend, like almost like, well, wait a minute, I don't understand. If you feel this way, why did you act? Why did you do this? Because we were in a certain place. We were trying to get better. So there had to be a part of you that kind of didn't want to be in it if you were going to act this way. So I don't necessarily feel like it was him pushing the blame. It was just him trying to understand why did she do that at that point in their relationship? Spot on. Yep. I agree too. Because I really love the way he never was like, well, you you couldn't feel like that because that's where arguments tend to go wrong. Like, you can have the best of intentions, but somebody says something that makes somebody else get defensive. And, and Yeah, so I love the fact that he was never defensive in it, but he was able to, like, ask questions and combat without being combative. That's why I loved her, her answer when she was like, no, I was devastated. You know that. <laughs> and, you know, and... and, and and that's why, I mean, you make a great point, but you know, the way, the way I looked at it, it was like, it, it was like, he, he, he felt like, like, dang, like there, like you had to play an additional role in this. And what was that role? And he was trying to figure that out by trying to push it back on her. And she was like, no, I was devastated. And you know that. And that's why he was like, you know, he, he accepted that and, you know, enrolled with it. He didn't, you know, combat that, like you were saying uh, a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, when she brought up that how surprised she was that he actually bought a ring, which I guess shows, like, how on two different pages they were, because I think we don't, well, we don't know. He could have proposed within that year, but she, in her mind, didn't think it was going anywhere. Hmm. That was one point where I kind of was with the title, like, kind of fuck shit. And I think that's because I don't, 
Shut up. No, I <laughs> had that conversation so many goddamn times. Like, I had a ring. What the fuck are you telling me this for now? Like, it's not happening. So, like, I just, it's like, why? Why? Oh, you, why? you're talking about in a hood situation, right? <laughs> I'm, talking, <laughs> I'm talking about in some, like, nah, I had intentions of you, making you my, like, my life partner, but I just didn't get, I didn't get to it in the time that I needed to. And to be fair, she asked the question. No, he, he, he brought it up. Actually, brought it up in the, in the Uber or in the Lyft. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. but she asked him though. She was like, "You should lock it up." And all he had to do was say, "Yeah, I tried," but he had to say, "I got a ring and everything." Uh, that he kind of like, kinda like, kinda like what Nick said. He it wasn't on like some shit like that. It, it was like it was brought up. It, that was some slight fuck shit. Oh no! No, it was not. That's, oh, wait, that's from, a, from Nick? I mean, uh, not from Nick. From uh, from Lawrence? Yes, yes. yes no. Yes. And even his response afterwards, he was like, "Oh, you gotta feel like you ain't shit. You want shit?" It was joking. Like, <laughs> oh, y'all, y'all hating now? Come on, man. No, she did fuck up. He was right. Goddamn. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I don't think he was on any fuck shit. I think, I think he was really trying. Fuck boy shit is in your DNA, and you just can't help but you out stupid shit every now and again. It's like that's what it was. It was just like a joke that was rooted in fuck boy behavior. But was it that stupid? I mean, he was he was trying to tell her like just how much he cared about her. He didn't have to say that to to prove that. It was a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. It wasn't that deep. It was not. Y'all trying to find shit. I'm from a trigger in place, so I, I could be honest to say that, but it was some fuck shit. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> Mike, Nate basically saying it was an ill-timed joke. It was, right, truthful. Yeah. it was truthful as hell, and it was an ill-timed joke. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they start breaking down um, basically the relationship. And then obviously Issa asked to go to the restroom. And this is where we get to Tyler's favorite part where Coco Chanel <laughs> was texting him and shit like that. Is it fair or foul to be texting both exes at once? Or like to be being with one ex and text another ex? He wasn't like texting it, her a fucker. So I don't see the problem. We don't know what he How was going to do. How do you know that? Nola. It, Cause it didn't, it didn't feel that way. Like even when he called her, it didn't sound like, "Hey, girl, I'm wrapping up here. I'm, I'm still trying to come through." It sounded like he really just wanted to have a conversation. I think, I think y'all be reading a little too much into what Lawrence be saying and doing. All and I'm gonna say is certain some shit. I don't think Lawrence was trying to go fuck Condoleezza after he left with Issa. No. But he also wasn't trying to fuck Issa, according to y'all. Thank you. But he liked, but you. he liked Issa. But he likes no, gondola. Not like that. That gondola shit is over. I, he wasn't trying to hit Issa either. Exactly. He felt it when she said, hey, what if I wanted to stay? He was going to yep. let her go home. Yep. Any nigga would say, hell yeah, I want you to stay. That's not that's, true. That's, that's pussy at the door. What you mean? She asked nah, you to stay. That's not true, Nick. Everybody ain't niggerish like yeah, you. That's not, that's, <laughs> not, that's, not, that's not true, Nick. If, a, if a woman... Wait, everybody's talking. Go ahead. Oh, 
I get what Tyler is saying. I just don't think that there was with where he was in both of those situations, what he was doing wasn't necessarily wrong. Like it seemed like Canoli wanted to meet in the middle of the week and now it's like, well, can you meet tonight? Right. And it just was it was an inconvenience. It was just it was just kind of, it was circumstantial. And I think that he handled it as best as he could, but I feel like because Lawrence really isn't as much of a fuck, I have to admit, he really isn't as much of a fuckboy as I as I pin him. He he finds himself in these situations and he don't know how to maneuver it. So I think that because he didn't know what was going to go down with Issa, so as far as him and Canoli go, I, I'll see what's going on. And now that I'm here with Issa, this is what I this is what I want to do. I'm enjoying myself, and that's why I sincerely don't think he went into this trying to spark nothing up. I don't think he intended for the night to go the way that it went. But he just did the same way she said, I don't want the night to end. He didn't either. There's just unspoken. There's just natural chemistry between the two of them that they can't deny. At this point, how long has it been since they, in Showtime, how long has it been since him and uh, Condolences broke up? Like two weeks? Not long. A couple days? Right. I mean, it's been two weeks, like within the, you know, with us watching it, basically, like two or three weeks, what I'm saying, in Showtime, because it was right before the block party. And like since then, it's been what, like a week since the block party? So, how long has it been? Block party because she went ghost. Mm-hmm. So I would say maybe, I would say maybe a couple weeks before the block party. Okay. And the block party may have happened a couple, like maybe three weeks to a month. So I would say at least a month between the time him and Condola broke up. That's right, because you remember she was going to say it before the block party was going on, before mm-hmm. he went out of town, he was going to tell her. Well, we, we assumed that he was going to tell her that they had broke up. At Tiffany's house. At Tiffany's mm-hmm. house. And that was like a week or so before the block party, right? Yeah. Wait, had they broken up before then? I thought they broke up after that. Before? Okay, but yeah, so um, I mean, like specifically when they were all at Tiffany's house, I couldn't remember if that broke up, if that breakup happened before or after then. But okay, we're saying it's been like maybe a month. So we we want to yeah. guess it's been about a month, right? And so mm-hmm. like they already like they had plans scheduled for I think it said like the following Wednesday in the it was a Tuesday. Right. Okay. So that means that it's not like uh condolences just so happened to text him at this moment it means that they had like already been in conversation enough to make plans and then like she was saying okay well i know we're supposed to meet this day but what are you doing tonight etc so it's like how, how long did they stop talking this is all like you know conjecture but the point is that they've already been interacting enough for them to have had like a date or some kind of plan schedule next week and now he's out with Issa, like texting her while Issa's in the bathroom and it's like I don't know that's just like fuck shit to me you know what I'm saying like you're you're basically like you're going back and forth or you like you're trying to figure out what you want to do with like both of these people like at the same time I I just don't I just don't think shit like that is cool I I mean I see that go ahead Nick I was gonna say I see it as like the 90s sitcom love triangle you know what I'm saying like you, you go back and forth it's like the what's the the Archie comics he got Betty and he got the other girl, Veronica. Like, it's just like, I don't know which one I want to be with. I just, <laughs> I'm trying to choose. And that's acceptable. You think that's like acceptable behavior? No, I think that's just, that's good TV. That's not what happened though. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I think the only way I would agree with your take on it, Tyler, is if he made it very clear that he was meeting up with 
Condola to like on some like hookup shit, but it never really gave that impression. So the entire time I was thinking that he was only meeting up with her to discuss what had happened because we still don't know why they broke up. Like they had that little raggedy fight in the kitchen, but that's it. There had to be something else. So maybe, so maybe they were just meeting up to get that closure. I don't think they're meeting up for like a date. Like let's go bowling and let's go to a movie and then whatever. It sounded like they were just meeting up to talk. And he was honest about it the entire time. He wasn't hiding anything from Issa. He wasn't like... No, he didn't tell her what was going on until she saw the name on the screen. Like, earlier than that, like, Issa was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that y'all broke up. And Lawrence was like, oh, I don't really want to talk about it. You he know said we I'm don't saying? have to then, talk about it. He was leaving it up to her. So but the she, point is that he didn't, like, he didn't correct the fact that Issa thought that they had broken up. They right? are broken up. They did break up. How do we know that? Because we don't, but we don't know that they got back together. And he never gave. I thought it. Condola confirmed that at the at the plot party. He no, did. I'm saying we, like we know that they broke up, but we don't know what's been happening since they broke up. And that's why I'm saying to me when I was watching it, it felt like he was like that. That wasn't as done as some shit should be done before you're hanging out with your ex and fucking your ex. No, nah, I mean he 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 specifically like first of all, it wasn't any of Issa's business. <gasps> Like he didn't have to tell her shit. Yes, but, he did. When she, when he was texting, very treacherous waters. Be careful, Michael. Fuck that. When he was texting and she was like, "Who you talking to?" He could have been like, "Derek." Nobody. He didn't have to tell her anything. But he said, "I'm talking to Condola." And then, and another thing is, if I'm with you walking around and my phone go off, why the fuck are you looking at my phone? That is none of your business. So he could, she could have been like, oh, well, you need to take that? He should have been like, how the fuck, what, what are you doing? <laughs> so I don't see how any of this is really on Lawrence. He, he flat out said, yeah, we were supposed to talk or whatever, or we're supposed to do whatever. He didn't have to tell her anything, but he was honest. Fix your face, Nate. Let that man have a little bit of something. The writers play with the emotions of the viewers. Because for three or four seasons, for three or four seasons, there's been this idea of who Lawrence is. So as soon as he pulled out that phone and we saw that he was uh, texting with Condola, like I was like, God damn it, Lawrence. Why are you doing this shit? Because you're going to confirm what people are already saying that you are, that you're a fuckboy. The, huh? the show has never given that Huh? The show is, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, no, no. What, what was your question? I was just going to say, the show has never given the impression that Lawrence is running around here lying to women and fucking random women. The writers right. have never given that impression. Right, right, right. They they haven't, but people have taken that away from it in, in the discussions. Oh, after. that's what you're saying. Gotcha. Yeah. They have taken that away, but they, they never pegged them that way. It was a good right. setup. They set it up nice, the way they did it, by doing the little phone, the, the text, and then the phone call afterwards. Him being honest, I liked. And then even with him calling afterwards. But we're, I feel like there's like, there's this kind of like, not false equivalency, but there's like, like, yeah, no, they've never pegged him as somebody that was fucking and lying to people. They pegged, like, that's not the only definition of like some fuck shit or like a fuck nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like he's not going around necessarily like lying to people and fucking a bunch of people, but he's like giving people mixed messages, i.e. like, he didn't want to go to old girl, like this was a couple seasons ago, but like the girl that he was dating, he didn't want to go to the family barbecue, but instead of using his words and saying, hey, I don't really feel comfortable doing that or whatever. He agreed to doing it and then left her there by herself and made her look stupid. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be fucking a bunch of people to be on some bullshit. Yeah, but, but I'm saying, how can you take that situation and then apply it to, well, if he's talking to this girl, he must be trying to fuck her. I'm not applying it. I'm just saying we were talking about how Lawrence has been portrayed. And then like you were like, well, they didn't portray him like he's been fucking a whole bunch of people. It's like, no, they never did that. They portrayed him as doing shit like this. And like, this is some fuck shit. Hey, what you got to say? He was fucking a whole bunch of people. This nigga had chlamydia and he didn't know who he got it from. He was single. He wasn't lying to a bunch of girls. He was he was completely single. What's wrong Issa with did the same thing too. Right. Exactly. She ain't catch nothing. She protected her. Oh, but she did the same. She had a whole patient. Everybody, had a name everybody for makes mistakes. Yeah, she branded the shit. Yeah, she sure did. One of the things that I think is, is really dope about this show, and like they don't try to make anybody perfect. They show that everybody has flaws. I'm not saying that Lawrence is the worst nigga that ever lived. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying that like throughout the show, like the same as you know, a bunch of people have done some shit that was fucked up here and there. Issa did some shit that was fucked up here and there. Like they've showed Lawrence doing some shit that was fucked up, and I'm saying that. To me, what happened during this episode, the way that he sat up there, you know, and said all this stuff about, oh, I got you a ring. Oh, I did this. Oh, I did that. Oh, let's talk about what happened between us. And Issa was talking about how she was devastated and all that. And then to text another woman as soon as she gets up from the table, I feel like that's some fuck shit. He texted him first. I was, <laughs> was going to say that to me, first and foremost, Nay, Lawrence is a stand up dude because when he got committed, he called all the girls and let them know exactly what was going on. That's a good guy. Most niggas would have been like, talk, Nick. peace out. Second of all, I think, Tyler, I think what you're mostly talking about is just common courtesy. Like, uh, you could at least clarify the situation for me and give me a heads up. And I think Lawrence is just a, I don't have to do anything type nigga. Like, if I'm not dating you, I don't have to con- tell you exactly what I've got going on. I don't have to tell you who I'm texting and all that shit. But if I do tell you that, then you should be happy with the information you got because I don't have to do none of that shit. But I'm saying he's giving her mixed messages. He's giving her and Condola mixed messages. And like, and I feel like, because we're all like trying to, and I want to make sure I'm not like cutting anybody off. But I'm just saying like, I mean, yeah, you don't have to do anything. I guess from my vantage point, I come from a place of like, yeah, you don't have to be considerate of somebody else's feelings, but you should. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if you are in a situation where you are sitting across the table from this woman that you had like a five-year relationship with and you're talking about like the way it ended and the way it went down and the things that you could have done differently and the things that she could have done differently. If you are in the middle of like having plans with another woman who you were just fucking a month ago, you know what I'm saying? Like that to me is just, it just is dishonest to me or like disingenuous. I didn't like it. I'm with you, Tyler. I didn't. I was hoping he didn't reply at all, or he would say, "No, let's stick to Tuesday." Um, especially after having that that real deep conversation with his ex about everything, and then he turned around, "What about the phone?" and then send this message. I'm like, "Damn, Lawrence, why are you doing all of that? Like, what is your intentions with Issa? Are you just getting closure?" And then with Condola, are you just trying to get closure with both of them before you go to San Francisco? What are you doing here? So Right. What are your intentions yeah. in like both of these situations that you're setting up? The only thing that I do, I, I get what y'all are saying, and I, I understand that thought process, especially as someone who has been team Issa. The only thing I have to say, the only thing that negates it for me is that he's not trying to be in a relationship. At least it doesn't seem to me like he's trying to be in a relationship with either one of these women. So what he's doing is technically not wrong. We'll be back after this quick break. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Yeah, I don't see how how him replying to a text when Issa got from the table is any shade of fuck shit. I just don't I don't get it. Like all he said was, "Yo, I'm out right now, but I'll let you know when I'm done." He didn't know how far the Issa situation was going to go. So, I don't feel like he was playing with anyone's feelings. If anything, I think Lawrence probably doesn't really want to move and he's trying to figure out if there's some reason for him to stay where he's at. So he's out with Issa exploring that. Condola hit him up asking if he was free. And he said, no, but I'll let you know when I'm done. I don't think he was like, I don't think, I don't really see how him talking to Condola is, is disrespectful to Issa because right then they're really just friends. Cause this was the beginning of the conversation. If anything, the only person who I think could feel a way would probably be Condoleezza because she identified that she's insecure about his relationship with Issa and that's who he was out with. That's the piece of it. He was very forthcoming with Issa. The only piece of information that he did not provide was to tell Condola that he was out with Issa, which he technically didn't have to do. But you know what, Nay? Him and Condola are broken up. So at this point in time, he has no... He has no obligation to her feelings. He don't have to do it. If Condola is upset that he's out with Issa, that is Condola's problem. Y'all's thought is that you don't have an obligation to anybody's feelings unless y'all are dating, then we're just like, that to me is kind of like the entire point of what I'm saying. I don't feel, I don't, that to me is just like, like you don't have an obligation to like, not be shitty to somebody if y'all aren't dating. That's not shitty. That's not, me going out with, with my ex after me and you have broken up, that's not shitty. And if you think it's shitty, then that's something that you need to work on. But you broke up over the ass, it seems. We don't know that. Y'all are inserting shit. Hey. Y'all we're, are... Just, we're, we're taking what they've given us. Like, that was... Okay, but even if, even if they did break up because of Lawrence and Issa, they are still broken up. <laughs> I, can see, I can see if Lawrence Condola, I'm out right now, but I'll meet you at 8. And then Lawrence just blew her off to go hang out with Issa. I'll give you that. That's shitty. But him saying, I'm out right now. I'll hit you when I'm done. And her pressing the issue. I don't see how that's a problem. But I feel like the degree to which they're broken up is very gray under the, like, there's like some gray area there. And that's kind of the whole point. Because like, none of this would be, none of that would, like, if they had just broken up and they weren't talking anymore, then of course there's nothing wrong with, like, doing any of this shit. But I'm saying, like, the degree to which they're broken up, I feel like is a little gray at the moment because, like, they have plans for the next week and, like, she's like, hey, what are you doing tonight? And he's like, oh, you know, kind of, um, like, he, he said, I'm busy. I'll hit you up later. And then called her and said, well, yeah, I'm wrapping up, so um, I'll hit you up in a little bit. And then I assume he didn't call her for the rest of the night because he was laid up with Issa. Um, I'm just saying like that, 
I don't know. They're in, he's in great areas with both of them, and those are very tricky. Tricky. Then that's what I'm saying. I feel like there's there's too much gray area in both of those situations, and to have both of those gray areas going on concurrently is kind of some fuck shit. So, so like, how? So, in you in you guys' eyes, how could he have handled this better? Get with the situation. You out with your ex, which is fine, right? Can everybody agree that it's fine to meet it back up with your ex and have a conversation? I don't disagree with any of the technicalities that you guys are talking about. We can all agree that it's fine to be out with your ex talking to her, right? You, you, wait. (laughs) Just, just say what you want to say, Rod. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Get it out. Get it out. Right. So. It's perfectly fine for him to be there at that bar with Issa having a conversation while he's broken up with, con- with I don't even know her name anymore. Y'all get what I'm saying? Canola. 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 So, in that situation, while you're out with that ex, do you, so what would have been the perfect scenario for you guys? How, how would, for him to handle that? Tyler. I'm sorry, ask me the question one more time. You said so the perfect way that he could have handled... Yeah, he's at the bar. He gets a text message from his ex while talking to, to, to Issa. What is the perfect way for him to handle that? I feel like he should be doing one or the other, right? Like, he shouldn't be having that conversation with Issa because that's a really intense conversation to have that obviously brought some feelings back up for both of them, you know what I'm saying? Which is why the night kind of went on the way that it did. So if you are still, like... And again, like I said, because I feel like, and I might go watch it again just to make sure that where I'm coming from is, but like, I feel like it was very vague, intentionally so, exactly what was going on between Lawrence and Condola. You know what I'm saying? Wow, that's the first time I've actually said her real name and I don't know how long. (laughs) Uh, But I feel like it was intentionally vague because he said, oh, you know, we're just going to, I think he said that they were going to talk. We don't really know. Like I said, we don't know how much they've been talking. We just know that they're still talking, right? And so, like, if they're still talking, I don't feel like he should be having, like, that, like, what he has going on with Issa, especially without having really told Issa before all of that deep shit happened, you know what I'm saying, that he was still involved with Condola, or he should have, like, gotten the shit with Condola figured out and been done with it, like, before he started having those kind of conversations with Issa. Oh, okay, yeah, now just, I see your issue. Yeah, she's just not with the, with the multiple situations. Like, close one thing before you open another. Right, exactly, exactly. And, you gotta, hold on, you got to get another job before you quit your first one. My answer to that is, I, I, I like Tyler's answer. Uh, what I would say, or what was in my head, especially while watching it, is that we agreed on Tuesday, and I'll see you Tuesday. I'm out right now. I'm busy. So I can't meet up tonight. I'm not free. So we'll meet up Tuesday. He intentionally left that open um, because he didn't know what was going to go on with the rest of the night. Right. So he wanted to leave his options open. But he could have just closed it and be like, yeah, we'll just meet Tuesday. He should have just left her on red until he was done with Issa. He didn't really have to. I mean. And that's not rude. Okay. No, it's not rude. It no, happens all the time. Yes, if he if he did that, then y'all be saying he was rude for that shit. I wouldn't say that. Lawrence can't win. God, <laughs> it sound like it. Just like Jay can't win. It's like who? Nothing. Keep it, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Uh, 
<laughs> so we we wrap up their uh, conversation at the bar, and then they we kind of like Nate said, uh, we in it for a long night with, as far as between Issa and uh, Lawrence, um, and we see them outside trying to discuss where they possibly could go next, and then we see ex, uh, Issa's ex lover Calvin show up. Mm. Did you did you enjoy the uh, Calvin reappearance? Mm. That was funny. Mm. Oh, that's funny though. Correct, possibly. Right. If one of Lawrence's women walked up, oh, there he go. <laughs> There's a really big difference like making plans and like stringing somebody along and not telling them, like telling them, oh, maybe I'll see you tonight or maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, but okay. Every nigga got a little fuck boy in the DNA just a little bit. It come out every now and again. Boy, I tell you. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, B, what you think about seeing Calvin again? Oh yeah, it was it was that was another scene that was like one of my favorite, you know, funniest <laughs> moments in the episode uh that I enjoyed. Hear the bra bra Like that yeah, that was that was definitely cuz I know y'all was talking about the uh lift scene. I mean, that scene was cool, but I felt like this scene was definitely funnier than the lift scene. Um that's cuz I don't ride the lift that much, so I don't have that many experiences, crazy lift experiences, but um, but yeah, I thought that shit was funny, man. Like, yeah, it was it was good to see him again because it's like every throughout this season we always got like a comedic value from him. So I think with him, when I, once I saw him pop up, I'm like, oh shit, this is this is about to be one of the funniest scenes in the, in the show, is hands down. But yeah, I enjoyed it, and I mean, and I like the fact that they were like, you know, he said he was straight up like, oh yeah, we used to get it in, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, come on, me. that was, that wasn't appropriate at all. That shit, I mean, it, but it's so him though. It's so that character. Like, it's fitting that's how you talk to your exes. No, but I'm just saying it's fitting for the character. It, for, it, for him to say that, regardless of if it's appropriate or not, it's like, yeah, that, that's been that's just like him to say some shit like that. Like, yeah, you know, we used to get it in. You know what I'm saying? Because he just he's obnoxious like that. So yeah, I thought that shit was funny. I thought that shit was hilarious. And then Lawrence looking like, oh shit, like the fact that they joked off that shit afterwards. I thought I thought that was cool, man. Like I said, it's moments of this that we saw. That we've seen from um Easton Lawrence that we was like we probably didn't see during the good times of their relationship. So yeah. Funny. Yeah, like when Lawrence pretended he was leaving and then came back and like that was yes. really, really cute. Yes, yes. Yeah. Happy see? with that shit. Cause like when he left, I was like, because you know what I thought? Again, they set it up perfectly with the text. Yeah. yeah. And then him talking about, oh yeah, I got something to do, I'll holler at you later. He left so fast too. <laughs> he did, but I thought he was going to get with Condola. Okay, we all thought that. Yeah. They 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 got me with that one. I had to I had to tip my hat because it's you know uh, with the previous scene with them texting her yeah. when he came back with the bottle, like oh shit look at Lawrence go ahead boy <laughs> show him you're not as fucked up as they think you are. <laughs> I was like he ain't what is it Mike? <laughs> nah, go ahead Mike go ahead. Mm, no nah, we're good move on. That scene was funny. Yeah, it was, I didn't like it at first until the end. Really? I don't like him like that. The Calvin like, dude. I, he, like I just never really liked him. I'm about to go in there and fuck shit up with the food. This girl name is Mazda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not here for it. And she's like, "Oh, look at the time." <laughs> <laughs> <It> wasn't. <laughs> you used to get it in, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they end up going to the Art Walk event, um, which was kind of cool to see. This is where I believe this during this like last 
part of the episode. I feel like this is where you see like a lot of the cinematography um, as they're walking through the Art Walk, uh, walk event. Um, but they had an interesting conversation I wanted to ask you, Mike, uh, about, I think Issa was talking about the concept of happiness. And I felt like she was kind of tying with um, maybe talking about her relationship with Molly in a little in a little bit as far as like, she didn't understand what her happiness was at first until she realized it was a choice. Do you think that that is like the mentality she's having with like everything in her life, including like how she values or how she evaluates Molly's relationship? I wasn't even thinking about Molly. I thought she was, I thought she was talking about Lawrence. I thought she was like dropping some subtle hints. Cause that was after the, she noticed that Condola was calling, right? Or was that before? I think that was after. That was before. That was before. That was before. Hmm. Cause I thought it ended with them looking at the one piece and then them moving to the next piece and they liked it and then Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Never mind. Either way, I still thought she was just talking about Lawrence. I didn't think she was talking about Molly. I don't know how pressed she is about Molly anymore at this point. What did y'all think, uh, Rod and I? I didn't. I didn't get Molly either. I got just more so like her career and just where she is in life, like the way she's been implementing. They've been implementing self. Sundays, the way she kind of had to regroup after the block party. I just felt like she was more so saying like just in general it's more specifically with career than with Molly in terms of any relationships. Same. But this was that, what, what else happened in that scene? You said oh, I, I did like that chemistry they had with the whole corny joke thing. I thought that was real yeah. true. Yes. Yeah. That was great. I, I made corny jokes like that together. I thought that was cool. I liked it, but I felt it ran on a little too long. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. A, a little bit. Mm-mm. Yeah, because they, 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 they were they were they were coming up with them way too like. <laughs> way too, it was like, come on, man. Okay, way too easy. Yes, but I I, I did like the dance in and out. I didn't think it was too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, it it well, it was a bit much. It was like, all right, guys, we fucking get it. <laughs> I was trying to see. I was like, "How long can they keep it up?" I was too. I was like, "How long can they showed you?" Very fucking long. Tyler, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the, uh, and then you, Rod, you could probably touch on this too, like that cinematography or like that scene where, like, with the lights, where he's on one side and she's on the other side. Like to me, that was probably like the dopest shot of the episode. I wouldn't say that. Well, me personally, I wouldn't say that's the dopest shot. I, it did kind of it, it looked cool but it does kind of mess with your eyes a little bit it wasn't aesthetically I, I guess aesthetically it was pleasing but it what like the the lights bounced off the, off of them weird I think some of those some of those dinner scenes were better cinematography shots in my opinion um the way they were doing those shots it was super they, soft. yeah and what they did with the sound too. Yeah. And they started zooming in and they just... The tracking? Yeah. That one was pretty obvious what they were trying to They was trying to create this. You know what I'm saying, Tyler? Like, they was trying yeah. to create it. It's like, ah, I see what y'all trying to do. All right, nice. It was, like, aesthetically pleasing and I saw a lot of people, like, singing his praises on Twitter. And I liked it. I remember saying out loud because I was, like, on the phone with my girl who lives in Florida because we were, like, video chat and watch Insecure together. And I remember saying a lot, I guess a really pretty shot, but it was very heavy handed. Like usually the cinematography isn't supposed to be that like, hey, look at this. 
Um, and it was that, but I mean, it was still a very dope shot. But it was, yeah, it was no shit, <laughs> same thing. Yeah, this is where um, after that, this is where I think condensation is like. Keep on calling, like she's calling Lawrence, she's trying to figure out when are they going to hang out, when are they going to meet up tonight. At this scene, I think this is probably when it's like, all right, he should have just picked up the phone. Like, look, I'm not coming through. I'm, you know, I'm busy tonight. I think this is where I tell, I agree with you. Like at a certain point in time, someone keeps on hitting you up. You got to reply back and be like, all right, it, it ain't happening tonight. Not- Even if he hadn't like responded at all, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause I mean, eventually he stopped responding, but I mean, there were like a lot of moments where he was like, oh, maybe oh, I'll let you know. And I don't know. I, I, it's, to me, and I know we keep like kind of going like back to the same point and I don't want to like keep doing that, but just like being like next to Issa and having that like conversation that y'all just had. And like, of course, when you've been with somebody that long and you have that conversation about how everything ended, like that's going to like call up certain feelings and like being in the middle of that and then like texting another woman, like maybe I'll make it over there tonight. I just, I don't know. That just doesn't. I, I can't agree with you guys a little bit on that. Oh, come on, Rod. Don't, don't. I, I, I really want, I really want, I really want, I really wanted to stay on the boat with you, man. I really wanted to, but I, I did kind of feel some way about that one. This one, the, the last one, when he went outside. Yeah, that was fucked Now that one, I was like, uh, at that, because I think at, at that point, dude, she in your house. I mean, come on, bro. Are you really going to leave the situation? Are, are y'all really going to depart at this time, at this moment? I, I don't know, Just Mike. Wait at this she one, leave. Just wait till she actually leave and call the bitch back. Like, you going to go out on your porch while I'm in the bathroom, like you couldn't wait five minutes for me to say bye to me, close the, the door. The, the fake, the fake bath, the fake. I want to use your bathroom visit. <laughs> <laughs> she was using the bathroom all night. She got a weak bladder or something. Like what's what's going on? You have to use the bathroom, bro. Nate <clears throat> brought up a good point about the writing, though. With that, yeah, I really like. So you guys mentioned, I think it was last episode, that her scenes in the mirror are becoming too much. And every time she got up to use the bathroom, it's when the conversation got a little awkward and it got like it was a little sexual tension. It's like she had to take a break to reco- to compose herself. And it's almost like it alludes to the fact that she's in the bathroom talking to her reflection without actually showing it. I thought that was a dope observation. I'm, I'm, okay. I don't, don't want to hear from you no more, bro. You a traitor. <laughs> traitor. Of a You're a Lawrence traitor, bro. <laughs> you on team Lawrence all day, man. But that last no, one, I didn't yeah. see. I still, I don't see the. I don't see the issue. He told. <sighs> look, he told the lift. Can you wait five minutes? I just want to show her my spot. She's gonna come right back out. So clearly, he was not planning for Issa to stay. That's the point. But, but Mike. So then what is the problem with him being like, hey, I can go ahead and meet up with you tonight? Do that after she leaves. What difference does it make? It makes a big difference. You okay with, with you out on a on what on a on a wonderful ass evening with your ass? It's, and you okay with the bitch calling another nigga while you in her house and you yeah, because we're not together. Yeah. It's rude as hell, man. How is that rude? They're not together. You have no ground to stand on. Either one of them. But at this point, no like we don't owe anybody shit. Y'all are I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, she shouldn't have he, she shouldn't have let us spend the night then. Go where you're supposed to be. Where, go where you want. Where you say you right. That happened after. That happened after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that don't. Yeah, 
But that, don't, that can't count towards your, what the part you're talking about right now. It can't. It can't. No, it can't. It can't because they don't know they're standing together at that point. But oh, now you want to be back on my side, huh? No, 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 not not quite. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> They, like, like I think Ken said, they, or somebody said, they had been spending all this time together by this point. You're in the house. It's like, how many more times are you going to respond to this, to her about it? And what made it look a little messed up is because he went outside on like a sneak tip type of thing. Yep. Whereas before, he was a lot more open about it. Mm-hmm. You know what? Okay, time out. Because when she only responded to her when she went to the bathroom. Well, that was when she texted him. Right. Y'all were, acting like he, he, y'all were acting like he was messaging her all night. Right, he wasn't. He texted him at the table. He responded. That's one. He didn't say anything else to her until the end of the episode. So what do you mean he's been, like, playing with her and he wasn't? I'm not saying he's playing with her, but the point is that you just spent this entire evening. You know it sparks just like she knows it sparks. She's in your bathroom. Before you return the call, Wait until she leaves your house. You're in your own home sneaking. That says that you know it's something that's not really on the up and up about it. So just let the bitch, if you was really say five minutes lift, let her get back in the right. lift and then you call and make plans for after she leaves. That's not, he went outside because I took it like Condola, if she heard Issa in the background, she might have tripped out. Then she then he don't then it shouldn't have been a phone call and it shouldn't have been a situation. If you got to hide the situation and hide the fact that you out with Issa, then you already on the phone some fuck shit. I th- I didn't understand why he called at all. I would have just texted. I wouldn't have called. Period. But him choosing to call instead of whatever, I don't understand how that's him doing fuck shit. He doesn't owe either one of them women a motherfucking thing. I could see if they had a conversation of hey. You know, yo, there's some sparks right now. Yeah, I'm feeling it too. But I got to go take a shit real quick. All right, but I'm going to go outside and then I'm going to call. No, that would be fucked up. He didn't know how the, how the evening was going to end. He dragged her out. He dragged her along that whole night. He dragged who along? Condola. He messaged her once. How was that? And, she did, and then she called. He didn't answer. How was that so dragging her she's sitting, she's sitting at home like, man, is, is he coming over or what? I need to know what's going on. I will get back to you. If you (laughs) want to sit around waiting on me, calling me, that's your fucking problem. It is a problem, but she did it. And 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 and, and he and only because he never dated the shit when he was at dinner. If he would have dated the shit right then and there, it would have been over. He didn't know to. He didn't know that the go the way. How? Because he was out on a date. He He was not out on a date. It wasn't y'all, a date. y'all are making shit up. Nate, do you, do you view, Nate, do you view this as a date? It was not intended to be a date. It turned into a date. And he, listen, I, something I, can turn into a date? Huh? Something can turn into a date if we don't agree it's a date to begin right. with? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm, asking as a, I'm asking as a question. Just as a question. If I end up fucking you and then invite me, fuck, that was a date. <laughs> He knew he knew it was potentially a date when he asked her to come in that crib after that list. He, he did not. That's did that's not. Mike. That's what I wanted to Mike, that's he what I wanted not. to get to. I wanted to get to that because to Bring me, your ass back in here next. So y'all mean to tell me he knew it was a possibility when he was choking on breath mints, but he didn't know when he said I want you to come into my spot. 
Nah. You you think he was you he been plotting since day? It was it wasn't a setup. It wasn't a setup. It wasn't a setup. Nah, and, and the re- only reason I say it wasn't a setup because I thought it was a setup, but the only reason it was a setup because he walked outside and called Cadola ass. Yeah, because he was like, "Hold on, I ain't coming through. I already got some pussy in the house." <laughs> he said he was going. Remember? Man, that's what yeah. he called to say, "Yo, is it still okay to come right. through?" So if so he, he thought already... that he was trying to fuck, then he wouldn't have called her. Oh yeah, he didn't. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah, the only th- the way he redeemed himself, Mike. I want to say that's the all I was saying is that that's the moment where I was like, ah, uh, I don't know about that part. But he quick, he immediately redeemed himself when he said when he was about to say condola and she finished the sentence. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm a, I'm he, he was forthcoming with Issa. Now he wasn't forthcoming with condola, which is why I wasn't mad with the way. It's okay, Michael. It's why I was okay with the way, with the fact that they ended up spending the night together that evening because he was straightforward with her. Now, can, to Mark, to Ken's point, Condola on the other end of the phone or the, at her house, like, well, what the fuck is going on? This nigga ain't answering my phone call. He said he was coming through nine. So if anybody should be pissed, it should be Condoleezza. What if he texted her before he went to bed and said, shit, some shit came up, I can't make it? He texted her after he went to bed with, after fucking me? He did not. What if he did? Bullshit. I said, what if he did? He did. What if he did? No and no. <laughs> That's not how that works. He doesn't owe condolences. Hey, hey, look, the only, my concern was whether or not he told a Lyft driver to leave. I thought like, that was rude as fuck. And they're going to charge for that if that Lyft driver's still sitting outside all them hours. They're going to have to pay for that. <laughs> No, all bullshit aside, though, like, to me, like, what y'all are kind of going back and, uh, like, what y'all are talking about now is kind of what I mean when I say it's all a slippery-ass slope, because I'm sure that he didn't turn over after he fucked Issa to be like, oh, hey, I'm not gonna make it, right? So that means that he, like, <laughs> so, like, kind of like, yeah, I'm wrapping up, let me hit you right back, and then didn't, right? And so, like, possibly, and I think that that was also fucked up to, I think it was fucked up to both of them, honestly. And that's kind of like, when I say it's a slippery slope, it's like, okay, if he didn't let, we assume that he didn't say anything else to kind of let the end of the night, right? Like, he just kind of like went back, like, while Issa's in the bathroom, he then went outside and called her. I'm just saying, like, for there to be that amount of mixing going on at one time says that that shit is too great with both of them. Like, that's like really kind of what I'm saying when I feel like it, when I say it's a slippery slope and it's inconsiderate because you're you're sending mixed messages to both of them and like no matter how and I'll die on this hill we don't have to keep going back and forth over it but I'll die over this hill to like at the point that they started ta- there was no way that like emotions were not going to come back up when they started having the conversations that they were having like he knew there were sparks he knew that there was stuff going on and it was very like plausible to assume that a lot of that was going to happen before he got there like yeah maybe you didn't walk into it thinking okay she's gonna end up in my bed by the end of the night you know what I'm saying but there's definitely a point in that night before she actually said hey what if I don't want to leave when like they had kind of crossed this you know line from oh we're just hanging out being cool to like we are having a bit of like a rekindling going on right now you know what I'm saying? And for him to be rekindling like those emotions with Issa while having another girl like in his, like where there's things between them that are to the point where she can be like, hey, can I see you tonight? And he's like, oh, I'm gonna let you know. I just feel like that's too, it's a slippery ass slope and it's just too much mixing going on. And it's inconsiderate to both of them. What mixed, what mixed signals was he giving Issa? Because I feel like, again, he was telling her everything as the night went along. Well, so, like I said earlier, I mean, like at the, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, maybe I missed maybe I missed that part. 
I feel like, you know, like kind of going back to what I said at the, when they were at the first restaurant, when she was like, I'm sorry to hear about you and Condola. And he was like, we don't have to talk about that or we're not going to talk about it. However he responded, you know what I'm saying? That means that up until the point from the beginning of the night to the point that Issa saw that Condola caught him. And this is again, like they've had this whole really deep conversation. Like Issa is under the impression that like they're completely done and that he's not still dating her. That's, mm. that's what I mean by like mixed messages. But but he never, go ahead, Nay. Go ahead, Nay. Here's my only question with that, because, and I think this is just a lot of the, the slippery slopes that comes into dating. How do you know it wasn't somebody altogether different? Like, if we're saying that, he, that they've been broken up for a month and a half, who's to say that he's not dating somebody completely different in this mix? There could be a whole nother person. But because they're not in that space, and this is the moment where the space kind of changes between the two of them. They haven't had that. Con- they haven't ha- even given themselves the opportunity to have that conversation. So I just think a lot of it is just what happens when you casually date people, and the communication between the communication has to. You got to get to a point where you have that communication, and that goes a lot almost back to the first um, episode of this season with Molly and Andrew when Andrew was dating other people and Molly didn't even know. So she just Issa, there has to be a piece of Issa and Kyle that understand we're not a mono, in a monogamous relationship with this dude. So until we have that conversation, he could be doing whatever, and you have to act accordingly for yourself. I my thing, my thing is, I think. I think with Tyler and they are viewing this as why it's so great to, to y'all and maybe not to the rest of us is because Nay, you touched on, you said it, it was uh, a casual uh, hangout that turned into a date. I think for us, it's just like, I think for me, it's just more of we didn't establish it as that then you shouldn't really go into it thinking that way. And maybe for me, if, if I was to believe that it, it did turn into a date, maybe at the art walk, when they start picking out art and talking about happiness and all that stuff. And then like, even when they were leaving and that's when he brings up his apartment, as far as like, this is how I've changed. And she brings up that we're neighbors. Like we should have been connected or whatever. I think that's when it's like, okay, this is a little bit too familiar for me possibly just hanging out with just your friend, mm-hmm. which, which, which makes it sound like he set up this whole thing so he can have her come through at the crib at the end of the night. But that's just me going on a tangent, but I'm just saying like, I can, if I'm having it under that guise, like this just turned into a date, then yes, I can. I understand exactly what you and uh, Tyler are talking about. I mean, I feel like the way it was written and the way it was directed, like specifically and purposely and like intentionally set up these questions, because that was why you had this really deep conversation between like Issa and Lawrence, where it seems like they're like the only people in the world and shit, and they just figured out all of this stuff. And then she gets up and goes to the bathroom and then he pulls out his phone and we see Condola, because before that we didn't know that they were still on speaking terms or anything i think that that was done intentionally to bring those questions into place and they did a really good job at it because we are arguing <laughs> <laughs> yeah my my last question uh b i wanted to get your thoughts as far as it, it seemed like pretty much like have they really changed like it's like it seems like they were talking about rekindling and, and obviously they did by Bumper Uglies. Like, d- does it seem like they have like changed and are better people and this is a new part of their relationship that can move forward? Or based on how it ended, is it more just like, oh, I just had a good night and it's still the same, you know, like nothing's really changed as far as between us. This is not on us getting on the road of getting back together. 
I didn't look at it as as them getting back together. I mean, I did kind of look at them as just they just had a good time, rekindled some old uh, old spark that they had, you know, before they broke up and you know, like you like you bump you you in that term bumping ugly. That shit is so hilarious. <laughs> but um yeah, and they just they shit, they just end up fucking at the end. You know what I'm saying? So um <laughs> I didn't look at it as um like them, oh, they're gonna be getting back together. It's just I, I looked at it as they had a great night. Like uh Naomi said, it went from them meeting up to talk to end up being a, a, a good date, a fun date. And that was it. Like I said, they the sexual chemistry was already there because they've been together for five years. So I mean that that wasn't really super surprising when they end up you know, having sex at the end, but yeah, I didn't look at it as them getting back together or like, oh man, this is the first step of them getting back together. I did. And I think the the comment that they made towards the end about, you know, tonight made me happy and you make me happy, I think lends itself to say, um, there's there's still something here. I mean, Issa very clearly said when at the dinner table that I wish you hadn't given up on us so easily. So she really put out there that she didn't want it. She didn't want to end it. So I think that's why I feel like they kind of ended the episode with it the way they did. I think they got to figure out what this where they go now. Why so did you now- let her walk on there? Because the dick was that good. Well, she, she took a Jill Scott stroll. <laughs> I, think that, I think that they both knew because that's why he asked you good because she needs to clear her mind and figure out what this means to me right now. So I need some time by myself to figure out what just happened and how I feel about it. And I think he very clearly understood that. That's why he was like, you good? She was like, yeah, I'm good. You good? He was like, yeah, I'm good. So, yeah. That moment, like, I know we, we went kind of past it, but when they established that they both want each other to Stay the night together. I really felt when she said, "What if? What if I want to stay?" Did anybody Were you else... surprised? Was you surprised yeah. by that? I wasn't surprised, but I really felt it. Like the way she delivered that line, it really. I was like, "Damn, okay, yeah, you can stay." <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying. Who was gonna turn up? Like, oh, damn! Since she said it like that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That means you're getting cheeks tonight. That's why I'm like, who else is going to turn down East to, like, a woman who they've been with for, like, have a lot of history with, good and bad. And if they say, like, look, I want to stay tonight, and it's just me and you. You know what I'm saying? Made a girl go go on on and do what you're going to do. All right? And they didn't bump uglies. Them niggas made love. That bitch is smiling during something. You know what you got to feel? The smile like that. Nate, you know what's funny? Nate, you know what's funny? I ain't seen her like, smile like that since she was with Daniel. That's what I'll say. Um, yeah, Rod, I, I was feeling like I, I, I really felt that scene too, and I thought that was dope. Like when she was about to leave, because I was like, "Damn, Lawrence, fuck, Lawrence, just gonna prove everybody right. He's fucking up again." And I love that she just assumed control of the situation, even like knowing that Condola was on the other end of the of the, of the line, right? Mm-hmm. And that she ultimately didn't let her win, like she didn't let her have that moment, <laughs> and she took that from her. She took that night for herself. That was some female ego for your ass. Oh, you you want to you want to call and make plans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I asked if that was if that's what that was about. I was like, because you know, I was curious, because that's what it felt like. But I'm not a woman, so I wouldn't know. But um, but I thought that that was dope. 
And I like that because I, I didn't know he was actually going to say yeah. Yeah, me neither. I didn't know either. Like, he was yeah. playing around with it. He, he, wanted nah, he was like, I, I don't, I don't know. He, yeah, I don't think he was playing around. Like, I, I, I think he was finally giving in to what he was really – what he's always felt. Mm-hmm. And um and he and if I think it also felt like he wanted to hear those words too. It was like he was happy to hear those words from her, and that's why. Because remember, he said like I don't know. I think that was one of his first replies was I don't know, and then finally he actually was open with how he he ultimately felt was you make me happy, so stay. So he went from being vague to very definitive in his answers. And, you know, the whole thing with her walking was my interpretation was that was her just assuming, once again, control. Like, I'm not going to have you drop me off. Like, this is me. I'm comfortable with the decision. I made it. I'm going to get up. I'm going to walk out. And I'm going to leave because this is the new me. Yeah. It was um, the- real. No, go ahead. No, no I was I was just gonna say it was like the opposite of walk of shame. It was like the walk of like pride or something. Like I don't know. That's I did shit. Like, (laughs) like it it didn't feel like a walk of shame. It felt like a walk of of something. Yeah, I I got good dick walk. That's what it was. At one point, at one point, she hit that uh that Olivia stroll. Like I don't know if y'all saw it. Are you talking about a scandal? (laughs) Yeah, she hit that Olivia stroll. (laughs) My thing was, where did her change of clothes come from? She bought yeah. it at the art thing. Oh, okay. I was like, damn, she got her clothes there already? Shit, damn, she just she just got back in there. <laughs> I like that closing scene. I like the walk scene, though. I really like the music. Everything was, was dope about that. She's like, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. All right, well, you know. And he, he, he recognized that. Like, you could see it on his face. It was like, yeah, like, you are new. And I and I like this new version of you too. He said yeah, it felt new too. <laughs> so dope. All right, I can't. All right, I'm done. I'm done. All right, I'm done. What are y'all any last thoughts? <laughs> what did y'all think about how the episode ended? No, that's I said no I'm saying the way it ended. I love the way it ended. Like her walking away and it veering off and stuff. It, it was dope, man. This, this 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 was dope from beginning to end for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I, was like cool. this was- I was cool with the way it ended. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm we're right. I'm more so with the music. I thought the music that was playing was dope as hell. <laughs> so I mean, that was the oh, reason man. why I was liking the ending. But um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, to piggyback everybody else, yeah. I thought this was a, re- a very dope episode, man. I thought from beginning to end, you know, you had a good comedy, a good amount of comedy in there, a good amount of seriousness in there. Um, like uh, like Tyler said, the sh- the way it was shot was 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 dope. Like every. This episode had everything. Like it had everything that you can enjoy about an insecure, an insecure show. So, cool. and that Lizzo song. What was that Lizzo song? What was that opening line? My men great, so they gotta be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> how many, how many times you heard that song, Rod? Uh, you heard I that song too many times. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know my wife knew the song either. Until <laughs> I feel like that little dude be bounced between them. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny as hell. Y'all watch it together, Kim? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we talk about it afterwards. Mike, any last thoughts on the episode? 
No, I, <clears throat> like I already said, I really enjoyed it. Um, I definitely agree that the way it ended with her just. My bad. I don't know what the hell that was. Oh, it sounded like email. It sounded like yeah, that's what it is. Oh. You're driving me insane. My bad, y'all. Oh, you getting other emails while we're here? Talking. Oh, wow. That is wow. different. <laughs> Okay. I'm like, we're in a gray area right now. <laughs> You're in a mixed messages right now. <laughs> Which conversation are you really caring about right now? That's fucked up, y'all. <laughs> if I see them fingers going, if I see them fingers going, oh yeah, nah, it ain't cool. <laughs> uh, she's gonna be nice. She's gonna wait till this call ends, and that's I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> yeah, this this was a great episode, man. It was done really well. Um, I hope they continue on an upward spiral, and I hope they don't try to like give us another bullshit one next episode because this one was so good. But yeah, I'm really really curious where they're gonna take this now since since Lawrence is supposed to be leaving. Mm-hmm. Things are weird. We don't know what's going on with with Condola, so I'm really interested to see where this goes. But yeah, this was this was a really good episode. Do you think they'll reveal what's going on with him and Condola, or with her and yeah, him and Condola? Shit, at this point, there's only what two episodes left, yeah, and a whole se- and a whole fifth season. Wait, what now? And a whole fifth season. So I'm looking at the two episodes and beyond. Uh we're definitely – I don't think we're going to find out this season. I think this season's probably going to end with Lawrence, you know, doing the – is it Gone with the Wind where one of them supposed to be leaving and the other one's, like, trying to convince them sort of to stay. And So I think – not Gone with the Wind. It's one of them fucking white movies. I forget which one it is. But, uh, white classic love stories. <laughs> like, yeah, one of, them, one of them black and white. One of them yeah. black, very, very white movies. But um, Turner classic movies. Yeah. Are you talking about Casablanca? Yes, that's it. Where they're by the, the train. By the, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Frankly, whatever your fucking name is, I don't give a fuck. Wait, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. It's gone with the wind. And then Casablanca is like, we'll always have Paris. One of them, anyways. Oh, I, I, trust, I would trust you because I never seen neither one of them, but. Really? Um, you really? <laughs> Watch that shit. <laughs> I, I thought you would have at least seen. Yeah, I think I, I, I would have assumed you've seen both. No. You look like the type of guy that would watch that shit. Why? <laughs> no fucking slave ass shit. I don't watch that shit. Casablanca had an upstanding black. What kind of diss was that? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you look like a nigga that would watch Gone with the Wind. <laughs> gone with the Wind ass Negro, man. What the fuck kind of shit is that? Why <laughs> <laughs> he wearing a death metal shirt? Like, he just look like a guy that. <laughs> he wear a. He wears a death metal shirt every day. <laughs> what, is that? what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> anyway, like, fuck Ken. Anyway, <laughs> good. Moving on. <laughs> I feel like Ken was basically saying Mike into shit that he ain't supposed to be into. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> but Tyler, are you any expectations for next week where we go from here? Um, this is a, I usually watch the um the promo for next week's episode and I actually haven't watched it yet. 
Um, I get the impression that Issa might have called Molly or something because I saw some of that on Twitter, but I haven't actually seen it yet. So I don't know what to expect next week. But yeah, that's definitely some of the questions that I had in mind going along with the end of the episode and how she leaves is kind of like, where are they going to go from here? And that's going to be kind of interesting to see like what their next conversation looks like. Did anybody think about Nathan at all as far as like how that's going to like, like Mike, I think you mentioned we've got two episodes left. We still got to wrap up Molly, Nathan. Uh, will we even see uh, Tiffany deal with her postpartum depression at all for the rest of the season? Like, I feel like there's a lot to jam in, what, an hour left of the season? That's if crazy we're counting- to think about that it's only an hour. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be What'd you say, Tyler? I was just saying, that's crazy to think about, you know, because, of course, the episodes are only, like, 30 minutes, but it's crazy when you put it in those words. Like, there's really only an hour left of content for this season. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, so, yeah, I did see the preview, so, obviously, what happened? Go ahead. Oh. um, Excuse me. Um, Molly and Issa's going to have their interaction thing next episode. And I did see that it looks like, yeah, you are right. It looks like she did reach out to Molly. Um, and I think the last episode will probably be closure with um, Condola. And and she closure with Nathan. At the I same? Think, I think they'll probably do that in one episode. What type of closure does she need with Nathan? Done. Yeah. That's, I don't think she need no closure with Nathan. Well, he, I mean, he still like her. He's still into her. So I think she got to say, like, look, bro, I got somebody right now or I'm entertaining somebody right now. Chill out. Does she have to say that to him? I think so for the way he's been interacting with her this season. See, this is this type of shit I'm talking about. Just like I said about Lawrence, Issa owes Nathan zero. Just because Uh, Nathan likes her, that's not her issue. She has not been entertaining that shit. Exactly. So if she and Lawrence, <laughs> <laughs> y'all are so stupid. You've already been chosen. <laughs> so if she and Lawrence develop into a situation, right, and okay. she into a relationship with him, she can continue to hang with Nansford the way she has been and don't owe nobody nothing. Has she been hanging out with Nansford? We know of one time. That's when Molly and them was in Mexico. Mm. One time. So, yes, if 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 Issa and Lawrence start hanging out on a regular basis, then, yes, it would be a nice thing for her at that point to do, to tell Nathan, hey, you've been calling me and we've been hanging out, but I have this thing going on, so I don't think we can hang out in the same capacity we were before. They I'm consistent. On the I'm consistent. Y'all not gonna try to catch me in the. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they 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 hung out the one time that we know of at the show, but we do know that they've had phone conversations as well. So what? So what? Y'all I mean, get decides to move forward. With, I don't think there's anything between them. But to your point, Nay, if she does decide to move forward with Lawrence, then maybe if there is this romantic thing that's going on between them that they haven't shown us this whole season, then yeah, she would have to close it. Yeah, she, 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 she should at least mention it. But right now, she does not owe Nathan a single thing. I would like to see a romantic interaction between them instead of them just talking on the phone. Why? I don't. Uh-uh. Because right now, I just because I, I would help understand. 
Issa Lawrence, Issa Lawrence, Issa Lawrence. But wouldn't it be interesting if Issa picks up with Lawrence and we finally get that conversation with Nansford about what his mental illness is and now she's got to make a decision between the two, which is what I feel like it's going to lead up to. But they haven't given us any reason to think that there's a decision to be made. Right. Like they've shown, like, yeah, now I see what Ken is saying because there's no real conflict there. Because they've only shown a relation, like a romantic thing with Issa and Lawrence right now. The only thing we know about Issa and Nansford is that they were hanging out as friends. We don't know if there's anything going on. So I feel like they would have had to already show some type of something happening with them for us to really even care about that. You think that was a friend thing when he was trying to get in, into the house when it, while they were in Mexico? Do I think it was a friend thing? I mean, I don't know. It didn't sound like they were going in there to fuck. I don't know what was going on. So, uh-oh, oops. Did I curse around your children? <laughs> oh, that's the oldest, so you're good. That's <laughs> rude. Have some manners, Brandon. You know, I think this show does that stuff to create conversation. It does. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I, I didn't make much of it. But I know Twitter and the like loves that type of stuff. So they probably ran with it. Yeah, but I knew I know what Natasha needs to write more episodes. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the director too. The director is Ava. Ava Bukowski. She's usually yeah. the uh, director of photography on there, and this might have been her directing debut. I'm not sure, but it she's like, like a director of photography by trade, and she's done most of their episodes from like season two on. So it was really interesting to see her name with the director slot because I've never seen it there before. Yeah, I think she was trying to. I, I think that's why it was. It looked the way it did. I think she was just like, "Look, this is my first debut. Let me show out." So, all right. Well, that'll do it for us this week for our recap of Insecure. We got two episodes left. We winded down to the season finale. Um, again, let us know your thoughts. FPS Podcast on the Reddit thread. Um, FPS Podcast on Twitter and IG as well. Send us uh, recommendations, even uh, outside of Insecure. Tyler, thank you again for joining us. Hope to see you next week. Uh, Yeah, without those for this week, we out. Peace. Peace, y'all. Peace.